Hey, what's up, guys? This is Harrison with Born Clutch. This second episode, after just listening to it, uh, I'm actually pretty happy with it. I've got to say, I did it totally off the cuff. I just went right into it, tried to get into my zone for it. I think for next time, I'll probably have a few more notes. I wanted to give this a go, but I, I do like the way that it turned out. At the end, it got a little bit, uh, you know, just a little bit uh, out of whack, I would say. But overall, I think the flow went pretty well. And uh, I think there's so much packed into this one episode that it has the ability to change lives very quickly if you use it. You know, and this is a tool that you can use more than once. You don't have to just use it one time. And uh, with that, also, I know it is an audible, not unaudible. And uh, this is episode two. Enjoy. is up this is Harrison back at it again with Born Clutch oh man so excited to have you again if you haven't listened to the first episode I highly recommend going back and listening to that just so that you're caught up and understand you know where I've come from uh, why I'm doing this and ultimately you know where we're trying to go with this whole process because that's what this is this is a process if you're going to be clutch and you're going to be the best that you can possibly be consistently, then you've got to you've got to start right now. It takes building like you would a muscle. The mind is just is a muscle, and the more you work it out, the stronger that it's going to be. So that whenever you get down to those clutch moments, you're able to ultimately succeed and do your best and know that you actually put your best foot forward and you felt good about your performance versus the flip side of that, which is like, dang, I left so much out there. I know I didn't play as well as I could have. And there's nothing worse than that, knowing that you didn't do as well as you're capable of. And so that's what this is all about. You know, once you're trained up on the physical, you always have to train the physical. I mean, think about Kobe Bryant. You know, even, you know, to the end of his basketball career, he was always, he was a gym rat. He was training the physical side of the game, but he was also uh, one of the great mental students of the game, along with uh, really coming from, I would say, his coach, Phil Jackson, who really helped get those championships rolling for Kobe, just like he did Michael Jordan. And that's, you know, Phil has been a huge inspiration in my life uh, for just the simple purpose and reason, I guess you would say, that uh, I'm trying to get better. And this man has won 11 championships in the NBA, 11 rings. He has a book written uh, called 11 Rings and highly recommend it. Phil is a different type of guy, but at the same time, he knows how to maximize uh the potential in his players and bring out the best of them in those clutch moments. And what he's always about is the Zen mindset. And really, if you've listened to the last episode and all future episodes, if whenever we're talking about this, is you have to be relaxed. If you're in a tense state, whenever you're trying to perform at the best of your abilities, then you're not going to be as good as you could be. So relaxation is key. And that's the reason why uh, 
still always, you know, recommended meditation. Medita- and that's the reason why I recommend meditation as well before an event or any anything that you're going to do that is very important as far as competition goes. Getting that uh, flow state, getting the mental state where, for me, this is just me. I love feeling grateful. I love feeling just excited for uh, all that I have, my legs, my arms, my body, my breath, everything, just feeling grateful for that. that. And then also what's around me. You know, I just look around, you know, if I'm outside, look up to the sky, if I'm inside and there's people there just grateful that, you know, I'm around, be able to be around people and smile and enjoy the game or the competition that I'm, I'm competing in. That's that's my I try to get in that particular state and going through that process that we talked about last episode of uh, building out your trigger, then uh, it it helps big time. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely recommend that book, Eleven Rings, and and what it has to offer. Uh, but for today, what I figured we would talk about is is how to get back on track if you've gone out of the moment. Because this is critical. If you've ever been in a you know in the game in an intense heat of heated battle, and all of a sudden, let's say you airball a shot, miss a ten pin like me, how do you get out? How do you get back into the moment, and and get into that flow state? Let me tell you, it can be either the easiest thing in the world, or it can be the hardest thing in the world. Truthfully, if you've ever fallen out of it before, if you if you've ever been competing and you you're able to recognize like your state that you're in, and like you know you're gonna know it by typically your play. If you've fallen out, getting it back can can be difficult quickly, and lots of times it can ruin people's entire rest of the game, like it did for me. And so, the how to and and there's, I would say there's more than one way to skin a cat on this. But for me, what I've found works so well is if I fall out of it, is just having that way of, of taking a breath, just breathing and trying to relax, right? And appreciate, just get right back to being grateful, you know, because if you can be grateful, it's impossible to be frustrated. It's impossible to be angry. It's impossible to be anything but grateful. So getting back to that particular state is is a way that I try to get back in the zone. And also something else I do is something called anchoring. And this is very powerful, y'all. So this comes from NLP. And so whenever you're anchoring, essentially what you're going to do is you're going to create the emotional state in your body by using past imagery and uh, like memories that you have essentially to create this state. And and we're going to go ahead and do this right now because this is super powerful, y'all. So what I want you to do, and if you're driving, it's going to be a little bit difficult to do this. So um, just do your best. You still should be able to elicit the state. You don't have to close your eyes, but if you're somewhere where you can close your eyes, then definitely do it. Because, uh, you know, it can amplify the experience for some people. Um, again, if you're driving, keep your eyes open and uh, just do your best with this. Really try to elicit these states. You can still do it. It is very, and the states can be very, very powerful. And so um, let's go ahead and, and jump into it. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to think about a time when you were in your zone. A time when everything was just flowing for you. 
a specific time. You got it? The first thing that pops in your mind, a moment where you were totally in the zone. You were just flowing. Every life just flowed. It was easy, simple. Everything just came to you, right? Everything you did was working. That's your zone. That's your state. And I want you to feel the feelings that you felt in that moment. Really feel them all the way through your body. How good did it feel? You were just in your zone, in your flow state. Felt so good. And I want you to think about what you hear. What were some sounds that you heard? What's going on around you? Were there was there cheering? Was was there maybe cooking? Maybe you're cooking and you hear the pop of the, the stove top. What is it? When? What do you feel? What's around you? Feel all of those feelings. Feel amazing all the way from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. Just let it flow through. Now what I want you to do is I want you to take your right hand, if you're driving again, be careful with this, and grab the left hand's pointer finger and middle finger and hold for three seconds while you're feeling this. Just feel it. All right, let go. Good. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to think of another time when you were totally in the zone. I mean, you were killing it. You Anything you did, you were incredible. You could not be stopped. You were the man, the girl on the field. Again, it doesn't have to be a sporting event. It could be anything. It could be you driving your car, right? You're flowing. You're in the zone. Whatever it is, is perfect. And I want you to feel how you felt in that moment. You're flowing. You're relaxed. Everything feels great. It's easy. And I want you to grab that right hand and grab those two fingers again and hold squeeze and feel those feelings just flow into the finger into the hand good now I want you to clear the screen think of just a white screen clear it good alright now so what we've done is we've essentially taken that flow state and and we've attached it to those two fingers. So what I want you to do really fast, we're just gonna we're gonna test it. Cause if it didn't work, you know, then then you need to you got to do it again. But if it did work, if it worked incredibly well, then you're gonna know it here in just a moment. So what I want you to do is, um, and we're only gonna use a thought, you know, a thought to kind of get us out of our zone. If you, will. I want you to think of a time when you were completely out of the zone. When nothing was working. Everything was just going to shambles. <laughs> everything was breaking. Maybe. Hopefully not. But everything just. You couldn't. you If you were playing a game. You couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. You, you couldn't do anything right. Everything was just going terrible. I want you to think about that. And feel that feeling. Just 
feel it for just a minute. When you feel how bad it feels, right? Like, oh, that's no good. It makes me sick just thinking about it. Mm. And I just, and I want you to spend just another couple seconds here. And then while you're feeling this way, I want you to, in just a moment, grab those fingers again and squeeze and see if it doesn't instantly change your state whenever you're ready. Mm, did it take you back? Did it take you right back into that zone it should have? I know it did for me. Now, if you're struggling with this, perhaps, maybe you are. Some people do struggle with this, y'all. It's just, it's, it's part of it, you know. And lots of times there's something called emotional intelligence. This is real. Like being able to control your emotions is key. Because if, if you can't control your emotions, then that means that the opponent is going to be able to control your emotions. There's a there's a story about Josh Waitskin, uh, one of my guys, one of my mentors, <laughs> one of the most incredible people, humans, <laughs> competitors uh, I have ever heard of, ever ever listened to. Uh, in the art of learning, he talks about a time. Whenever he was at the, uh, I, I don't remember exactly which competition it was, but he was in a competition and and a guy kneed him. He was in a mixed martial arts competition. I think he got kneed like, or he got punched in the nose or like something happened where he either got kneed in the groin or he got knocked in the nose. I can't remember which, I know he trained for both. But because what happened was in the beginning when he got to like the championships, he had, he had only battled people you know, inside of, you know, America. And, you know, I'm not, and there were people dirty in America always, but um, he didn't have to experience like the true Tai Chi uh, mixed martial arts till he got to Taiwan. And once he got there, like things started happening where, you know, people were there to win and people took shots, dirty shots. And they did that in order to get you off of your game. It's a it's a very like, like effective way, and that a lot of people like in the NBA they do it too it through trash talk. <laughs> they they just talk trash and they want to get in your head and they want to they want to push you down and it's it can be very effective if if um, the person isn't trained in the ability to use that to even amplify them further into their zone. And you can do that. You can train that. But again, like, listen, the key word there is train. You've got to train it if you're going to use it. And you've got to train it before competition. And you need to do it in a safe space so that you don't get injured. If if it's something like getting, uh, like, you know, elbowed in the nose or, you know, or uh need in the groin, like somebody you trust to, to help, you know, same thing, you know, for an example, like if you're a hitter in baseball and you, you need to get better if the ball's closer inside, you know, like you've got to train that you got to train it. If you're falling back and getting off balance, you got to train that out, right? Same thing with basketball. If someone's running at you and you're getting off balance and you're, you're pushing 
uh, instead of flipping, you know, like it's, you got to train that. Like all of this stuff takes practice and training. And not only that, not only do you have to train the skill set, but you have to train the mindset, the flow state to go with it. So that whenever you do have to perform these moves or perform, you know, actions that, uh, that normally throw you off, then you've got to be able to respond in a way that is going to keep your, you in your zone. And this is so important. It is so, so important. Uh, and lots of times you don't know what's going to throw you out of your zone until you've been there. You can train all day long, but until you've been to the big show, Lots of times you don't know what's there. You don't know what's to come. And sometimes you'll skate by and you'll just, you know, you'll have a great run all the way through. And, you know, like like my first year of bowling, whenever I set the record, I had I had no idea what I was doing. I was just bold. It was fun. And then all of a sudden I realized what, what was there. All the competition that was all around me that wanted it. They wanted it so bad. And the moment that, I, you know, I got to that point again, the, you know, knowing all of that put even more pressure on me and I wasn't able to handle it in the proper way and use it. Instead, it used me and it took me right into my worst possible play ever, really, in competition in bowling. And so, I you know, you don't know until you know and and. There's there's definitely ways. Once you do know, though, uh, and you know, just hearing this information right here tell should tell you so much that now you you kind of you can know you can have an idea, but unless you're aware, then then there's no way to to be prepared. So you've got to just know that anything uh, is there to potentially throw you off your game. You know, another great example because Josh talks about this, and he's been such an inspiration to me. Y'all, if you haven't. Uh, had a chance to read The Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin. Highly recommend that book, especially on Audible. He reads it himself and just, it is phenomenal. So something else, uh, whenever he played chess, uh, he was the youngest chess grandmaster ever. I know it's, you won't find a ton of information out there on him other than his book because he just doesn't uh, speak very much uh, or do any like interviews. Uh, But what is so cool in his book, he also talks about in chess, like at the highest level, whenever he's doing these competitions, uh, there was these. He was playing against like some Russians, and in Russia, they were studying the mind at this time. Like this was, um, this was whenever uh, they were really getting into like the psycho uh, aspect of the mind and like being able to. Uh, I mean, you know, the mind is incredible, but being able to throw people off in chess, like you know, the government was like, they were in this, like the scientists were, they were trying to compete for like championships of the world through all different sports. And chess was one of them. And one of the moves that they would do is, is tap their chess piece on the table while you were thinking. I don't know if you can hear this. And it would be ever so faint. Like you wouldn't even, they would, it would almost be unaudible. But what would happen is if you're in the middle of thinking maybe 12 moves in advance and all of a sudden the, the little tapping starts getting a little bit faster and you bear, you don't, it's unconscious, you don't even recognize it, well now your thought pace is speeding up. You're not, you're, they're, they're getting in your flow state and they're making it speed up. And whenever Josh would face this one opponent or a few Russians, especially one guy, um, 
he he was doing this and he Josh had no idea it was happening until this uh guy came up to him and told him like what what the kid was doing and and Josh was able to eventually use that against him uh and they also I think they filed a complaint against you know the Russians but he you know you have to use this stuff like you can use it you know if it doesn't affect you, all of a sudden it goes right back onto the person who's making it try to affect you. Like, because then now they're like, man, I can't even get in this guy's head. And now they're in their own head thinking, man, I can't do this. So it can, it can be very effective, um, especially if you're able to hold up against it and use it against the other person, literally just like let it flow off, right? Like roll, like roll with the punches, right? Just let, but something like with the brain, even something unconscious like that, like the tapping, it's unconscious y'all. That's what's so incredible about it is that you could have no idea it's happening and think about how many nuances there are in all aspects of sports that happen. You know, like guys can puff out, you know, that you can puff out your chest, you know, like, I mean, that, like, look at somebody directly in the eye. There's, there's so many things that you can do to, to psych, like, to affect your opponent psychologically. You know, there's lot, so many things that, that people can do to you. It's almost infinite. Uh, and, you know, another thing, just a kid in chess would kick his leg. You know, I could talk about, like, The Art of Learning all day. I love that book, and I'll probably talk about it more on these. But that that's just, it's just a little bit more to the piece of what you need to be working on, what you need to be training. You need to be thinking about these things because most of the time, when it comes down to championships, and this this just comes from you know, a bunch of different coaches and and what I've experienced as well uh, at the highest level. Normally, the person that's going to win is the person who doesn't beat themselves. Let me say that again: the person who's going to win typically is the person who is able to keep from shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> the person who's able to just stay on track and just keep moving forward, right? Like the tortoise and the hare, right? It's just about consistently moving forward and not getting held up. That's it. And, and lots of times we try to, we try to, you know, over, uh, I like we we like to get way too in the nitty gritty in the details of it all, and and while winning is in the details, this is a simple piece to the puzzle. Is if you can limit mistakes, then you ha- you're going to up your chances of winning dramatically. So, uh, in in team competitions, that can be very difficult because again, you're a team, but. That's that's another part of you know that's where we're getting to is the leadership side of this. Once you know this stuff, you can start talking to your teammates about it. You can start telling people about it. You can start informing them. Look, like like let's let's look at this. Let's look at let's watch ourselves on video. Like watching yourselves on video should it tells you so much. It tells you about your body language. It tells you, you know, so much about form. Everything you got to just break all this stuff down. I, I know I'm kind of all over the place just because. You know, this this is a game changer, y'all. This is a game changer whenever you recognize just these few principles and these few different steps that you can take right now. You can start training this stuff. But you've gotta you need to need to figure out a plan and you need to know again, hopefully after the last uh 
talk that we had or <laughs> podcast, whatever you want to call it. After the last one, hope you ha- hopefully you have your goal written down and and hopefully maybe some action steps to, to go with that. If not one, a couple, uh, and just moving on towards that plan, right? You got to have a plan in place to get to where you want to be. And don't want to be climbing up that ladder on the wrong building. Anyway, this has been Harrison with Born Clutch. Super excited again to uh, to see you all back here next time. Peace out.